Alright, so we're recording, we're live. Um, Sleepy. What's up, dude? How, how are you today? I'm good, man. I'm good. great. Good, good. I'm glad, man. Start yeah. off with, like, we, we don't know each other that well or anything. No. But Sleepy, is that your name? It's a nickname. It's a nickname. It's a so. nickname that I got out in L.A. for what you see me presenting in front of myself. My eyes are always very low yeah. for certain um, substances and yeah. things of that nature. So it's just something. It was. I was living in Cypress Park, which is kind of like East L.A. And I was just out there just kicking it homies and doing a lot of graffiti. And my eyes were just always hella low, so they were just like, "Hey, fucking Jay Sleepy." You know? Yeah. So it was just crazy being the white boy, and they gave me some you know, crazy nickname. It just, it just stuck. On. Stuck. It stuck, dude. Because yeah. I mean, truthfully, like, whether you know I'm stoned or not, like, I just have a real laid back, yeah, roll with it. So it's it, just a nickname I grew through. It fits. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, for sure. And then I mean, uh, on uh, Facebook, your yeah. name is Sleepy Moshe. 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 It, it, Moshe it comes from uh, ancient Hebrew, right? Hebrew from Moses. Moses. Yes, yeah. sir. That is very correct. Yeah, I've uh, I've studied some Hebrew and whatnot because I'm I'm Jewish by blood. Really. So uh, and my grandmother uh, spoke Hebrew and she went to Hebrew school and everything. So uh, I knew that uh, Moshe was or Moshe, Moshe is yeah. uh, Hebrew for Moses. Yeah, and I think that's a very, whether you have a religious background or not, I think that's a very influential individual, if you want to look at it as just the character itself. I'm not going to do too much of that. Yeah. But yeah, it's a, it's definitely something you should, even having that name is something you should honor, yeah, I feel like. for sure. And uh, I had contemplated, you know, when I have a, a if I have a son, eventually, mm-hmm. possibly naming him Moshe, I just always loved it. Moses was always a figure for that sure. I... I held, Very you know, profound. high regards for. Um, I just think it's cool because, like, like me and my kinfolk, like, none of us have, none of us are named Justin or yeah. Brittany or yeah. just very, not to, like, dog him. It's just we, we kind of, like, thought outside the box what would form this into the, you know, like, my sister's name is Crystal Star, you know. Mm-hmm. My little brother is Adrian Free, you know. We, we have different eclectic, and they all have backgrounds to the reasoning thereof. Yeah. So I think that, like people's like, like again before we were talking that they just kind of take things for granted and move and go with the flow i think things like names and, and things like that have an influence of how you present yourself exactly out, outward exactly you know? and uh, i was even just thinking about that today because i i was uh, reflecting on like your name like mm-hmm. how unique it is and everything and yeah. um that's what i was thinking you know when i have a kid i definitely want it to be something out of the ordinary but to really have meaning you see a Mm -hmm. lot of people with names today that don't really have any substance or meaning and i feel like once a child like i remember an activity we had in school one day when i was young Mm -hmm. maybe elementary school but the activity was to find out the definition of your name yeah i remember like what your name means grade school yeah and so i looked up mine jesse Mm -hmm. comes from uh the hebrew yeshai Mm-hmm. which means God's gift. Right. And so uh, just learning that mm-hmm. had a, had an impact on me. You yeah. know, what does, like, my name is God's gift. Yes. And so what does that mean for me? Mm-hmm. And so, like, my whole life kind of almost started to center around that. Yeah. You know, my name, God's it's, gift, it's, oh, and how can some, I... some sense of purpose, maybe. Exactly. You know? And so I would like to do that for my own child, you Absolutely. know? I don't want to give them some name that doesn't really mean anything, yeah. just give them a name and then you know even if they don't have that activity in school have that conversation with them be real be upfront with them be like this is what your name means 
So and you can pick it up or put it down, but I mean, at the end of the day, you still have something you could regard off of. You know, like I spent time with my daughter's name. You yeah. know, her name's Journey Isabella Rose. You know, that's Journey. That's beautiful, dude. Me and uh, you know, essentially, like I had. Her. That's the only reason I really stopped riding freight trains because I had my daughter. And when I was, you know, riding the rails and whatnot. I ran into uh, a chick that was a train rider as well. Well, we clicked up, became road dogs and real dogs, and you know, next thing you know, we have my daughter. Well, we met on a journey, so we named her Journey. And Isabella Rose, I've always liked the, the gypsy atmosphere of Isabella. I don't even know if that holds weight with it, but you know, you break it down to Bella Rose. Well, Bella is Spanish for beautiful. Rose is, you know, an amazing, a beautiful, a beautiful yeah. flower. So, I mean, just take some time with it, you know. I have a lot of friends right now that are having kids, and they're just like... Brayden and Hayden. Yeah, and like, yeah. What the hell is that I mean, mean? Yeah, you know, hey, you know what? That should live and let live. You yeah. know, live and let live. But, you know, who am I to tell you, you know, what to do and how to do exactly. it? But I yeah. have an opinion, and, you yeah. know, and I'm entitled to it, and you're entitled to disagree with it. And that's the beautiful thing. You, yeah. you have that balance. You, I think balance is very, very important with Absolutely. every aspect of everything. Everything that you do in every way, shape, or form has a pro and con, whether you realize it or not. Yeah. And if you take a step back and, and contemplate it on the pros and cons, you'll have a better idea how to go about it, I feel like. Absolutely, yeah. man. So uh, you had mentioned your uh, adventures on the popping trains and whatnot yeah kind of what inspired that uh punk rock and wonderlust yeah it came down to that um when i first started traveling man i did so you it got for, your pennywise jacket on yeah pennywise for life dude yeah, yeah dude i love those dudes because they're really all about like you know a lot of like bad brains just pma yeah yeah if you don't if you guys listen to don't pma it's positive mental attitude you know and that's very very important you could be going through the most difficult and horrific times of your life if you have a positive mental attitude and you don't entertain the negative thoughts then you, you probably have a lot stronger of an outcome yeah you know, for sure you, you have to entertain the positive because if you sit there and just no matter what your situation yeah, is no matter what it is whether it's positive or negative keep that mindset and it's hard you know I, i'm a victim of it all as yeah, well you know we're sure. human and we're subject to flaw you know, so, I mean, just keep a PMA attitude, dude. Positive mental attitude is, is, is very key. Perseverance, man. Like, I'll, I'll probably fuck around and tat that, tattoo that shit on my face. Hell yeah. Perseverance <laughs> is such a strong word for yeah. me, man. For sure. But, uh, yeah, dude, Wonderlust, it just came down to that. Just, there's a lot of folks to just kind of live in a box. And they, they, they're born in a small town or even a big city. And they just kind of stay there. And they might go to Miami for vacation. And they might go up to their kinfolk up in Montana or whatnot and spend Christmas and come back. But essentially, they kind of live in their little square, you know. And there's a big, bad world out there, dude. Yeah. Big, bad world for out sure. there. And you got to keep that in mind that it can chew you up and spit you out. But you need to tread lightly and tread with respect. And you'll see the most beautiful things and experience the most amazing people you know i've came across individuals that are just they're just it's like a movie like i'm just a, a i just got to sit and watch you let's just talk you yeah know? like talk to the wall for all i care i just really want to see where you're coming from yeah for sure and at the same time there's a lot of individuals that are just real cutthroat they're on the trains hiding from the laws yeah you know, and they're so the ones you, that like don't fuck with me, don't talk to me. Yeah, and even more so, individuals that are mentally unstable and can't hold yeah. a quote-unquote normatic life, so they just kind of run them up through you know wherever they may be. But that and I was traveling a lot just by foot, hitchhiking a lot. 
I was just getting by that way. And it kind of blows your mind. It's scary, yeah. for sure. You know, I always had a blade on me. I always had a, what they call a smiley or a blackjack. Essentially, it's a padlock tied off to the end of a bandana you keep in your pocket. Okay. You can fucking whip her out and pop her up. Yeah, you know, for if sure. You may. So it's sketchy, but, like, going through California, man, like, when I was in SoCal around L.A., and I kept getting shot at because I was in East L.A. during graffiti, and, you know, those essays don't play around with that. It's very territorial. Yeah, it's territorial. So, like, y'all are heavy, so let me go up north, maybe around the Mendocino County, you know, the Emerald Triangle, more mellow of a vibe, and then see what's up. So I would hitchhike up there, and I went from Venice Beach. Venice Beach is amazing. It if is, you man. That's, been, oh, no, that's one of my favorite spots, man. I've dude. been there probably four or five times. But, dude, it's such such a good spot, man. It is, man. Because when I got there, it was crazy. I've never been there before. You know, I just got off this. The dude dropped us off. And um, it, it was amazing because it, like, it was like it was supposed to be. Because I'm walking down, you know, the long boardwalk, and the sun's coming up. And we see this dude skating, skating towards us, and he's pissed drunk from the party night. And he's like, oh, what's up, dudes? He's like, hey, what's up, dude? Do something gnarly on the board. He's like, all right, you want to see this? And he sets up like he's going to do some sick shit. And he pops up, grabs it, puts his shoe in my face, and says, there's dog shit on my shoe, hot, and skates off. I was like, that's the mentality. <laughs> that's, that's the awesome. mentality. It's just wing nuts, dude. Yeah. You know? But it was just really, really beautifully intense. But I started out from Venice, and I hitched hike all the way up into Sacramento, where I posted up for a while. And dudes were firing me up the whole time. You know, just firing up herbs and conversations. And, you know, there was a sketchy ride or two for sure. You know, coming out of that spot, like I said, there was some some heavy times where you really got to keep in mind to certain individuals, you know, because they can smile on your face and stab you in the back. Yeah, for oh, sure. Oh, blue-eyed devil. Yeah. For sure. So it's super sketchy. You just got to keep in mind things and carry on. Um, so what, it, I mean, going back to what you were talking about, you know, getting, how people stay in one spot. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've been talking about this a lot lately, just how important it is for us to get out and kind of experience life, what life has to offer. Yeah. Like you said, you know, it seems like a lot of people just stay stagnant inside their, their home, their yeah. place that they've always been, and they don't get to see what else the world has to offer. Yeah. And I find that tragic, yeah, honestly. Yeah, in a sense, dude, in a sense, yeah. And, um... Like I said, to each their own, mm-hmm. whatever. We all have our own journeys, our own paths. But um, for me personally, I feel like it's essential to get out and experience everything that life has to offer. Because mm-hmm. I, otherwise, I feel like I'm wasting it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, as far as I'm personally concerned, there's only real one ticket. You know, and the fact of the matter is, only the thing that as a human entity, the only thing we know, keyword being know, is death is certain. We will die, and everything else is just up in the air. Whatever, yeah. whatever content you may be, but that's for certain. So, um, it would be tragic if I'm an 80 year old man laid up, and I look back and I'm like, I didn't do shit but work. Yeah. I'll work 12, 15 hour days. That's beautiful. I do it as myself. I provide for my family. Yeah. But I can't be a workhorse my whole life. It's not why I was born. I don't know why I was born. Yeah. I, you know, I didn't ask to be born. I didn't ask yeah. to be born a white male in America. Yeah. I didn't ask to be born into a poverty-stricken type of lifestyle it's very difficult but you do take it as it comes and the fact that we just wake up every day and we have another chance to experience something so amazing like 
that's why I try to teach my daughters like just there's so much more than YouTube dude like yeah, start sure. like get out here and she's like that like we go out to the river and we'll explore the woods yeah. you know and we'll get out there and I'll teach her about things that are are important because I spent a lot of times in the woods when I was riding trains you know I I had road dogs you know people that would ride trains as well that would crew up and kick it whatever but I think I was kind of on a, a journey into my own self yeah you know um much like you know the the movie you know into the wild he he, he didn't want all the materialism he knew pull out a hundred dollar bill and a one dollar bill right now lay it on the table you tell me the difference besides really, it's only those two zeros in the press and what society has deemed the worth of those pieces of paper like there's there's no real value i was having this talk with a a friend the other day is like you know these things really hold no value mm -hmm. and he's like he's talking about how china's buying up all the gold mines and everything cool story. Cool and it's story. like it's like okay yeah so china's gonna have all this gold you know and you know it's a precious metal and whatnot but it oh. only ha holds value because, because we decided mentally yeah, yeah it's not really precious i mean because it's a mental it's a human mental stability it's just like when um bob marley was asked you know or you, you consider yourself a rich man what do you mean a rich man i have great wealth yeah. i have great family i have great friends yeah. i'm a good person you know i lead a certain life because my moral code says that's good you know um, it's just things like ten commandments are are just kind of obscene to me because you have these laws set by a sky wizard and the you know and, yeah, yeah, and you know you look at it half of them are very selfish and if you have to have a code of conduct an ancient code of conduct to live your life morally right and i don't think you're morally a good person yeah you know, i don't kill people because it's just morally not right yeah but if you tread on me and you tread on me and my family i will lay you down yeah and that's that balance yeah you know that balance of complete peace of you live and let live but I tread on my people and we tread on the people I love and I have to take upon myself you know to lay you down so the better of my people 100% my family you know? yeah I think uh, I think morality is uh, encoded in us in a yeah. way I mean I think it's it should be common sense you yeah know common sense is not so common sense now <laughs> yeah and it blows my mind yeah dude I mean I work with people all day every day and it's a uh, it's astonishing mm -hmm. trying to have conversations with people who uh, just have zero common sense. It's it's insane. And I wonder where did we go wrong? Why why is it this way? Maybe it's always been this way. I don't think so. I, I think that that we as a people let's just say evolution that's what i hold to me as far as where we are now i think yeah. evolution is still evolving as exactly well. so if you stay back to what i'm talking about thousands of years you know thousands of years we weren't anywhere close to where we are now we were very animalistic and very primitive in many ways so i think we still had that that mentality of just get up and get by and then all of a sudden Towns started coming up and businesses started coming. It became very cutthroat going back to the materialistic of money and yeah. things. If you're and not succeeding in life if you're not driving a benzo, yeah. you know, and you got commas in your check. And the philosophy and um, inner searching, all of that stuff kind of died off when materialism yes, was on the rise. Because you look back into Greek culture, 
um, and there was a lot of philosophy mm-hmm. and everything. You know, they'd have symposiums or dinners where you know people just get together and yeah. you know they'll have a topic. Mm-hmm. You know, today's topic is love. Yeah. And everybody will kind of give their own f- philosophical understanding yeah. of love, and they'll yeah. learn from each other. And society was kind of that way until, like, even in the Greek culture, uh, things did start becoming more materialistic. Mm-hmm. And all uh, of a sudden, their their um, pillars became bigger, and their structures became more elaborate. You yeah. know, just like Aztec, yeah. their structures were elaborate. You know, Egyptians elaborate structures. They had. And they all, the high majority of them were towards their gods. Yeah. Whether it was a sun god or an earth god or, or a water god, it was all derivative, again, off this mentality of there has to be a bigger purpose. Why can't we just exist? Why can't, you know, just like evolution created uh, animals that evolved from these small, you know, mechanisms into a crocodile that is essentially... A dinosaur. Yeah. It hasn't changed in thousands of years. The evolution did just fine with that and it survives just fine. And the only natural enemy it has is man. Yeah. Once again, man comes in and it rapes, pillages, plunders, and it takes what it wants for its own personal greed. And it just kind of stays up on its hilltop and looks down on, on the slum. Yeah. You know, and to think that that mentality drives people insane. Honestly, I've had more legit heartfelt conversations with individuals on the bus going through Oak Cliff, you know, that are just realer. Or I can go to Highland Park, you know, in North and Dallas. Have conversations with and it's no just substance horse at all. Shit. Yeah. It's just a bunch of horseshit and it's just depressing that such a mentality has been taken over. Yeah. You know, and I think that even, you know, we were discussing, you know, when we were first talking about, you know, the term make America great again. How can that be so prevalent? Yeah. Cause what period of history was America all that great? Who's to say it was and who's to say it wasn't? Well, shit. You know, I, I mean, think there was an back. entire nation of essentially tribes that occupied this land well before the Spaniards touched down before Christopher Columbus. Yeah. Christopher Columbus was a fucking moron. He came across, he was lost, he touched down, thought he was in India, which, by the way, is on the other side of the ocean, yeah, yeah. Chris. You know, yeah. And he thought all the, the native capacities were... Indians, Indians. Yeah. and but Spaniards have been here well before them, and they were they were raping and pillaging and plundering, and yeah. it's a mentality of of warriors trying to go through and occupy land to be the bigger, badder species. You yeah. know, we're bigger, we're badder, we're stronger. We'll just go take your shit. Yeah, you know. So that's essentially what came across. So who's to say it wasn't a great nation before? Yeah, because before I think, we can. I think there were I, there were so many tribes across you know America as we know now. And there were a lot of them that were real chill, laid back. Here's a peace pipe. Don't eat that berry, it'll kill you. But if you get this berry, rub it up in this piece of herb, and it will, guess what? You're not sick anymore. Yeah, Your exactly, cough's gone. Exactly. You know, so, but there were also at the same time cutthroats that would, you know, essentially what they termed the, the term savage. Yeah. Well, essentially, that's kind of what it was. They well, come especially through. if you're coming and trying to take everything that they have mm-hmm. and you're trying to, yeah. I mean, I would be pretty fucking cutthroat as well you kind yeah. of, it's just like you were saying yeah. you know you tread on me or my family yeah. or anything that i love then mm-hmm. that's when things are gonna get serious yeah and so i mean that that was i can't blame him for that mentality but i, I like what you're saying I, mm-hmm. I didn't really think about it when you think about make america great again and you know my question is always well what period of american history was really all that great yeah um but if we go back to pre um colonialism and mm-hmm. uh i think they had a better 
lifestyle then. It was greater then when, when it was nothing but tribes that were in touch with their surroundings, with the world bartering, around them. Dude, I really bartering. wish bartering come down. Fuck the coin. Fuck, yeah. you know, this, this piece of paper, this cotton piece of paper. And like bartering, hey, you need this, I got this, boom, boom. Yeah. You know, and was, everything uh, was square. Everything was fair. You know? My uh, my buddy is a CPA, and mm-hmm. I was just uh, talking to her yesterday. I was filing my taxes and whatnot. And um, so the last few years, for her to do my taxes, you know, yeah. I'd bring her a bottle of Jameson. Yeah. You know, and she'd do my taxes for yeah. me. Um, this year, uh, she needed, like, a label printer for her office. Yeah. She Something happened to hers. She's like, I just need a label printer. So yeah. I went, bought her a label printer, brought it to her, yeah. you know, in, uh, in exchange of her services. I'm a locksmith. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can make keys. I can that's do whatever. That's such a great, that's such a great um, career. Trade, know, I think. Yeah, Trade, because, I mean, there's certain things that are always in demand. Like, yeah, I have it's a never welding. I have welding and fabrication experience. You know, that metal always needs to go to metal somehow, somewhere in there, you know. So there's trades, you know, like yours that, you know, are very, very important, I think, and will be long-lasting. Yeah, and, have and when it comes to bartering, that's what we were talking about yesterday, is, like, uh, bartering is essential, I mean, I feel like, and mm-hmm. I think uh, I think we could set up a society in that way where we would be much more happier. And it was weird how yesterday I, was, I had that conversation about gold and money mm-hmm. with uh, my manager at mm-hmm. work. And then later on, I went and talked to my CPA about uh, bartering and whatnot. We were kind of just kicking philosophy in that yeah. sense. And um, it, it's, it's weird how things kind of synchronize themselves. Mm-hmm. Just like you were saying today, like, yeah. you know, how you were sitting here, you know, reflecting on mm-hmm. your days. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Train hopping and whatnot. And I just kind of threw it up in the air, like, can we talk about that? And you're like, dude, I was just thinking about literally, that. Literally, it's, it's weird man. how things fall in line like that. And I don't, I don't know if I want to subscribe to any kind of mystical belief behind all of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Maybe uh, things just happen that way. Yeah. And um, I mean, there is a, a spiritual side to yeah. me that you know I I like to be in touch with. Mm-hmm. And as far as I think sometimes people take that shit way too far, though. Yeah, I think, I mean, everyone always tries to, to up one and someone, I mean, and the, the drive for knowledge is beautiful. Yeah, And that's absolutely. that's very important. I think that's humanity's greatest question as well as flaw, because as a human species, you tend to overanalyze shit. And where did we come from? Why are we here? That's a great fucking question. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. And I can ponder it, and the fact of the matter is, if I overanalyze shit, I mean, it's going to drive me mad. Yeah, And absolutely. I think acceptance is just very key, you know? It, just simply accept that you were born without your knowledge, you were born into an environment that you were, and you will die. Accept yeah. that, accept that, accept that, and you're really kind of floating through life yeah. a lot of there's a There's a few key words, like acceptance, yeah. and uh, surrender has been one really yeah. big one for me. Yeah. Um, and I learned a, a lot about surrender when it came to psychedelic experiences. I've, I've tuned in with some of that stuff as well. Yeah, and um, so I learned a lot about surrender when it comes to things that we, that are heavy, that are hard to handle, mm-hmm. that give us anxiety. Yes. That, um, when, when things like that happen in life, when there's something that you have no control over, mm-hmm. you might as well surrender. And um, it's just like we don't have control of 
where we were born. Yeah. Like you were saying, yeah. I was born in a, a poverty yeah. stricken, you know, I'd lived below the poverty line my whole life. Yeah, dude. And, um, blue collar working. Class. I didn't ask for any of that. Yeah. But when you surrender to that, mm -hmm. I feel like it's it would be more beautiful to surrender and accept it and uh, just appreciate life that yeah. you have here now instead yeah. of wallowing in sorrow mm -hmm. because of where you were born and that it, you don't have it as good as Johnny down the street. Yeah. But um, I think there's a lot of key words like that that uh, I live my life by. And uh, the guy who does my tattoos... Mm -hmm. He's always wondering, like, I get a lot of words put on my body. I got, yeah, a lot of them, too, and, as well, um, and I think it's And he's important. like, dude, you're always putting words. Like, why don't you ever get any, like, pictures mm -hmm. or anything? And I was like, I don't know, man, but words mean a lot to yeah, me. Yeah, they hold like, weight. Yeah, man. and it's, it could be just one word, or it could be, like, like I got, like, Tupac songs and Nas songs yeah. all on one and arm. I think those are two very, very influential MCs, because oh, I yeah. really, like, I don't fuck with rap. I fuck with hip-hop. Mm -hmm. There's a big difference. Oh, yeah. You know, it, poetry. And, poetry. Uh, You're telling me a story. Yeah. You're telling me what's up. You know, I don't give a shit about your rims, your chains, and your bitches. Yeah. And the fact of the matter is, that's that's a sign-on check you blew. That guess what, homeboy, you got to pay back. Yeah. Well, I, I get. Know? When it comes to that world, um, I think that there's a place for it. Mm -hmm. You know, there's no there's nothing wrong with partying, have a good time. You know, fucking. Uh, but do you think it's but a when toxic you, mentality? In yeah, the long when run? when that's all it is, yeah. But you look at Nas, you know, Nas had some bling, yeah, you know, some flaunt his shit. He's, He's like, look, I made it up out of nothing. Like, yeah. of course I'm gonna fucking yeah. flaunt this, and but it wasn't his whole mo. I think he was humble with it. Yeah, I, I think mean, it was more because he has a very, um, and I respect it, a very black pride mentality. Yeah, and I respect that. So to be a, a young black male in was he New York, New York right? Yeah, and, and Queensbridge. Queensbridge, dude, yeah. that's hood as fuck. Project, out there. it's tough. Up. It's real tough. So. To be a young black man coming up in a very poverty-stricken life and doing something that other people like you're stupid. You're just spending all your time in a studio making these little beats, making these little rhymes. Or, yeah, I'm, I'm going to put a big old you know $25,000 necklace on and I'm going to shine in your face. Yeah. But guess what? I got a story. I can't remember what song it was, but he essentially spoke it as he would, but it was the story backwards. You remember what track that was? Where he's talking about he got the kush, put it back in the jar, but it's... I don't remember. But it's just that mentality of like he was telling a story speaking. It wasn't like in reverse tone, but he was telling the story backwards. And you saw it like you pushed rewind on a movie. Yeah, yeah. And that's essentially what it was. And that's the power that that individual had. Oh, you're just some dumb idiot in the slums in your studio. Well, he has, like you were saying, words. I think communication is one of our greatest assets yeah and words absolutely. going know, back to the philosophers yeah, that i was talking about yeah 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 i mean it goes back to hieroglyphics and yeah. like it's always been a strong structure you know you look at dolphins they they, they communicate and they're way over our boundaries dude. yeah like it blows my mind the things they're capable of or orcas are capable yeah. of because of communication yeah you know and it all comes around so yeah I, I i'm not hating on them at all i'm not hating on anybody that can come out the mud yeah and come up to be something great yeah. and do it humbly I and i mean like. and there's like a man future was one of my favorite artists here in like the last decade but i mean it's almost like a like i love his story i love his hustle i love his grind i love the struggle i love yeah. everything that he had to overcome yeah um 
and I see him as a work in progress even now like there was a lot of things a lot of his music could have been damaging to society and the way that people were perceiving his music because and, he's flaunting syrup yeah you know he's flaunting things like um, that but that I mean really he was just portraying his life and where he came from and what made him he was a product of his environment he came up out of it now Mm -hmm. he's balenciaga everything it's like so there's something beautiful about that success story um and recently he he came out in the open saying he quit like drinking lean like all that shit's over and he's like he's like for a long time i didn't want to tell and i didn't want to come out and say it because how am i fans gonna perceive right. me like they this, this is, is my their hustle image. this is how yeah. i'm re- paying for my kids school this is how i'm and, paying my rent and now he's uh but I, I like to see that mental evolution and i think yeah. for all of us we're all on that journey yeah and i hope that we're all learning yeah. every step of the way and because i went through like when i was doing rap and hip-hop uh-huh. like i went through some kind of stupid egotic- egotistical bullshit trying to present myself in a way a that, certain image that yeah. betrays yourself because at the same time you want to be you and tell a story but at the same time you want to connect with other yeah. individuals yeah and, you know so you almost want to put like this alter ego your alter yeah. ego is knowledge yeah. right yeah you know so going is like knowledge that i'm presenting myself as such a strong word mm-hmm. knowledge is key to everything yeah, it's you powerful know? very very powerful yeah. you know so you can in a sense say that was some of an egotistical trip but at the same time i think it goes back to balance, you know. It, it's and I tried I'm, to do that in my music. Pride. It's you know? good to have pride. Yeah, you know that's what keeps you going through your day, having pride. But if you start power tripping on it and, yeah. and cutting other fools down on your on your blazing your trail to greatness, it's, it's not really in good in good blood. Exactly. You know? And I and I started going down this route that I wasn't too comfortable with, and I don't think I've opened up about that in a podcast. But Let's um, talk about it. so. In that world, I kind of saw myself going down that that road that was purely ego-driven. It was about, I don't know, I just felt like I wasn't being true to myself. Mm-hmm. And there was something uh, really bothering me. Yeah. And then my last performance, I ate a bunch of mushrooms mm-hmm. and I performed and had this great awakening almost. And... Um, I was kind of outside of my body yeah. watching myself. I've had those as I performed absolutely on stage and I'm putting on this act, this persona yeah. while I was on stage and I had the opportunity to kind of step outside that myself. Self-reflection and, and observe. And yeah. I was like, you know, is that what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And um so after that I had to meditate on mm-hmm. my life and the direction and my art and everything. And, you know, I, I wouldn't ever go back and trade any of those moments. No, because it makes for, you what you are. Exactly. You know, I think psychedelics are important because I, I can only go off facts that are spoken to me uh, as far as scientific research. But they, you know, they say we only use 10% of our brain. Yeah. You know, our, our brain, you know, you just think about the size of your dome. It's, it's a pretty large, you know, organ. Mm-hmm. 10%? Yeah. And I think psychedelics, whether it's DMT or, or, or shrooms or LSD, it opens those nerves. It might nerve heighten systems. it, you know, one or two Absolutely. more percent. I think that's Which... why epiphanies hit. I, th- I remember the first time I ate some boomers, some shrooms, I ate an eighth to the head. And it started rolling and peaking and I had an epiphany. To me, it was astounding and to say it you're like all right cool whatever you're just high but i mean the fact that i had the thought process of gravity yeah it's been holding shit down since day one and it's just like that thought process of 
if it wasn't there would flow away and like just how heavy things really are and the bigger picture of everything around you the fact of i'll fuck around and hug a tree yeah i'll you know right now dude because those are so important i think people overlook that you know we're chopping down literally our 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 fucking lifeline if yeah. we didn't have trees you know and, and anyone listening you're like what the fuck you care about trees you know you sound like lorax <laughs> dude if you don't know we exhale oxygen yeah. trees take that and turn it into oxygen guess what we have a connection with those yeah we're living in symbiosis with it absolutely and without it yeah there would not be life there would have mm-hmm. never been the opportunity for us to um experience what we're experiencing now yeah and that's something that we've got to understand about the natural world there's so many things that work together that we're working with in symbiosis with um the water the uh the sunlight so and it's and we take those things for granted but uh you look at the ancient cultures and how much how in tune they were with those things and it's like why would they worship those things they're they're well think about it man why not worship the the sun and the water? You know, essentially, that, that sun gives you warmth. It gives energy that the plants feed off of. That's why trees grow up. That's yeah. why plants grow and, up. And then they allow the they allow the right conditions for us to to yeah. be able to breathe. Yeah. Um, you know, life started in the oceans, and you can't what have life it? without the, our bodies are like 70, 80 some odd percent water, water, and then the ocean, like the world, the earth we live on is same thing same you know percentage give or take yeah so yeah it's it's mind-boggling how important that the elements are to us that we look back like you were saying like the tribes of america before you know all that they did they they had the the these different gods and they were all the the essences around them because they they had that connection you know that's why i you know that wonderlust hit me with the train riding I've spent so much time in the woods and on the river. I fucking lived in the redwoods in Northern California. Hell the yeah. red that shit looks like Fern Gully. Dude. Yeah, dude. Have you ever seen the movie Fern Gully? Especially with little, how yeah how big they are and how little we are. Thousands and thousands and thousands of years. Yeah. So that that goes down to the wonderless. I've seen things whenever I was riding on the train that only the individuals that laid those tracks and the conductors that ride have seen. I've seen waterfalls that maybe fifty people. I've out of 7.5 billion people on this planet yeah. have seen yeah it's astronomical that's dope you know? man and, and i find that i find it beautiful i find it romantic yeah in a way um that you had the courage to to do that and live that life and then everything that you took out of it yeah and i mean i i mean i envy it i i love it man it's uh it's beautiful and um i don't think that's my journey mm-hmm uh, I do want to start traveling a lot more and mm-hmm. get out and see the world and yeah. uh, experience it. Uh, that might not be my route. That yeah. might not be my journey. Mm-hmm. But uh, there is something in me that's that's uh, thirsting for that experience to see things like that. Yeah. And um, actually, just, I'm down with camping in the redwoods, man. I'm down, yes. you know. Just I mean, because that was my hustle. To I, be that's... to be scared. Yeah. And to be in an uncomfortable position, yes. I think that there's a lot to learn. It heightens other senses. Yeah. Like I would go out there, and my my senses were heightened because I was in such a fragile and dangerous environment. Not only from other individuals, but I've been up north where there's there's cougars and there's yeah. bears, yeah. and I'm in their tour. That's yeah. their domain. You're, you know, and you're I'm vulnerable. a simplistic human with a big ass Bowie knife and, and, a, and a fucking padlock on the end of a bandana that's not going to do a lot you know but I people have all like as soon as they started laying tracks it was all for materialism if you, if 
you ever seen on Netflix the series Hell on Wheels, it, fuck around and watch it. Anyone listening, fuck around. Netflix and chill, Hell on Wheels. It's got like eight seasons, so you ain't got to worry about like, oh my God, I got to wait till next year. Yeah, yeah. It's essentially, I, I want to say it's like 1800s, right after the Civil War. They started from the east and started laying track to California. Railroad tracks and all the shit that goes with it. I've seen some stuff about uh, the, you know, the coming of the railroad system. And and, uh, I feel like I remember having the thought, the epiphany that, you know, that was our first social media type. That's that really started to connect the world. That's what connected the world in a way that. You know, was much faster than just a, uh, you know, routes on on wagon, yeah. you know, and whatnot. Yeah. And then we uh, we created up, you know, this trade route on trains and whatnot. But, and it was a lot of material. It was yeah, all about it shipping back, coal and. Yeah, it goes back to you know the the human greed, you know, but it comes down to pros and cons. Yeah. We're growing as a nation, you know, we're doing positive things, but how much how much enslavement was involved? Yeah. And I'm not talking about, you know, black folk. I'm talking about cats from China. I'm talking about, yeah. you know, cats from Mexico. It, humans is disgusting, dude, is they always try to power trip and they power trip on other individuals. So back to pros and cons, yeah, it was a good pro that we're making moves as a nation, whether it was born in bad blood or not. But also, at the same time, it's still a lot of enslavement built this country. And I think a lot of people kind of want to overlook that and not really take a step back and, and respect the individuals that, that did do a lot more than other individuals, man. Because after the trains were built and they laid all these tracks, because there's main tracks, you got three main tracks. You got the Sunset Line, which runs from Southern California all through the Southern Coast over to Florida. You got a midline, which makes sense, the Northern part of the territory, West to East and vice versa. And you got the Northern Line, West to East on the Northern Territory. Um, you have a few crisscrosses, but mainly through the middle states, they run long, long fucking rides. Dude, yeah. you better be having all your all your pack, all your supplies, or you're gonna have a hard time. Try getting, yeah, dude. Try exactly, and try getting fucking stranded in Nebraska with no supplies, and you're trying to you know busk up and spange up the shit that you need to survive and get back, or maybe your habits and get through. On the East Coast, dude, it's like a fucking clusterfuck because there's so many quick stops. There's so many because it's a lot of large metropolitan cities. So it's kind of like the way we have our highway systems built, yeah. how they yeah. they uh, converge like into yeah. the main cities and whatnot. And it's illegal as fuck. I don't want anybody thinking like, oh, I'm gonna go, you know, hop, hop a, train. a train. One, it's it's a lifestyle. It's not a hobby. You can make it a hobby. Good luck. It's very dangerous lifestyle. Not only the individuals, just the fact that you're on on railroad property you know they have their own their own guideline and their own rules and their own uh, police force yeah. you're not going to get ran up by the the city police they had they're called bulls well that's what i like kind of what i saw you know in the movie into the wild yes. when he was caught riding the train yanked the conductor got out yanked him out beat the shit yep. out of him and told him and that happened next to time me. i'll kill that you that happened to me dude it yeah. quite literally happened to me long story short i was by myself i had a a, a female pit bull is a red nose named mary jane omj r.i.p uh we were going it was just me and her and she's been my road dog for maybe a month or two we got a real tight connection and um i think i was probably coming out of portland oregon into vancouver washington 
and it was in the middle of the night, dude. Like, I got myself good in whiskey bin so I could sleep because I thought I'd have a couple hours slept, and then I'd jump up in Oregon or into Vancouver, Washington. So I'm asleep on the part of this train. A lot of folks sit at the stop when the train's going by, and you see where the knuckle connects the carts. Yeah. Certain carts have these porches that aren't quite into the supply of the cart that you can kind of post up on. And that's where I was. So I'm up in the middle of the night. I'm whiskey being passed out in my sleeping bag, and my and Mary Jane would sleep in my sleeping bag with me with both our heads popped out. I have her leash on her, and I'd have it wrapped around my wrist. Essentially, you know, MJ was my friend. She was my companion. We we did a lot of shit together, but also at the long term, she was my security. Yeah. She was my alarm. You know, so whenever I'm sleeping somewhere sketchy, she's going to wake up before yeah. I would, and yeah. she's going to have my back, and I'd get at it. Essentially, that's what happened because, yes, it is very, very, very fucking illegal to ride on railroad property. So, essentially, it's just trespassing. So, getting back to the, what happened with that movie that I was passed out. They stopped the train for a check, often as they do. You know, you'll be there 20, 30 minutes because the conductors and the railroad police, the bulls, essentially, walk the carts and look for riders like myself. Because essentially there's guys like me that just have a wanderlust and want to see the world and there's guys that are running from the law because they murdered somebody and they robbed the bank yeah. you know so either way back again pros and cons you know so they came up I'm passed out they hit the lights they pull the pistols and they're screaming and hollering wake the fuck up get the fuck up get off our fucking train I'm Mary Jane my pit she's sounding off I'm whiskey band, dude. I'm past the fuck yeah, out. I'm yeah. oblivious. Hit it hard. So it, it's it's yanking my arm, and essentially it slips off my wrist. She goes to jump off the train to do what she should do yeah. as my protector, and she gets lit up by some rounds from the laws. Yeah. So that wakes me up. The gunfire. I wake up. I'm like, what the fuck? I see my dog dead. So I freak out. My left hand goes to my smiley, a bandana with a padlock. My right hand goes to my Bowie knife, and I launch off that shit ready to fucking take yeah. charge don't tread on me and mine they lay me down dude they lay me down in the dirt harsh and they just left me there like a dog just to lay down me and my dog i woke up busted the fuck up mj's been there for a while and it was really really hard awakening and i looked at myself and was like do i keep going because i i did this for wonderless i always had a home to come back to. yeah i always had family that always had my back yeah so I, I was someone that's out there. So should I tuck tail? Should I fight or fleet? You yeah. know, I kept going. Just like in the movie, he kept going because he had a bigger purpose, a yeah. bigger. I didn't find what I was looking for, and a lot of it was cleaning up my karma. A lot of it was just the wanderlust, you know. But people have always rode trains for one way or another. It, like you said, it's it, you get A to B like that, and even more back in the day, like you had a horse. Horses were expensive now. Think about back then. Yeah. You do a whole week's of worth and you get a handful of coins. You know, inflation with money system has, has grown, but even back then it was shit. Back, I want to say is around, because even my pops, dude, he did this for work. He would ride a train. Um, I don't remember where. I think he was out in Kentucky or something. And he would ride a train from Louisville over to somewhere for work because he didn't have a car. Buses didn't run. You know, ride this train real quick, boom, good thing. And that's actually that mindset. A lot of individuals don't understand. That's where the term redneck comes from. Do you know that? No. The term redneck is essentially thrown at white 
hillbilly folk. Just good old redneck, good old boys living up on the hills in the mountains. Yeah. They want to make it uh, somewhat of a racial slur. That's fine. And a lot of white folk write it with, with pride. Because yeah. at the end of the day, we're just in the woods having fun, shooting guns, mudding under trucks, laughing, making bonfires. You know, living just life. Living life, having fun. Yeah. And to each their own. If that's not your definition of living life, <laughs> absolutely. Then whatever, absolutely, you know, to each their own. But uh, the term redneck, you know, that came from, I want to say it was back in the um, Prohibition. Prohibition was tough. It was real tough on just common folk trying to get by. So these individuals would ride trains these quote-unquote hillbilly rednecks would ride trains but they didn't have the term redneck yet it was just old hillbillies they would ride these trains from a to b for work at the same time like i was saying earlier you have a lot of murderers a lot of bank robbers a lot of you know blah 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 that ride these trains so it's sketchy so laws like they do now the bulls would run up on trains and check them and do as they should you know dispose of the less regarded but these individuals, just good old boys trying to make the, you know a handful of change for their family, would go with these. So the laws would run up on them, and they'd shake them all down. And old boy over here, he, he's a piece of shit. He just robbed the bank and shot a lady, you know, and took off in her car. But old boy over here is just trying to get by. So they would get involved in it. So I don't know if it was the individuals or if it was the law dogs working with them, but they essentially started tying red bandanas around their neck to separate themselves. So whenever the okay. laws would run up on them and they see an individual with a red bandana on their neck, they would be like, all right, he, I need to go after him. Cause even a long shot, they got rifles. Yeah. You know, they're, they're lesser individuals. They're just, they're hobos. You know, pop off a few rounds, lay him down. Well, oh, dude's got a red bandana. Don't he's just a good old boy trying to get by. That's yeah. where the term redneck okay. came from. The individuals tying red bandanas on their necks to separate them from the lesser individuals just to get yeah, by. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of folks try to throw it at me because I, you know, I'm a white boy. I have hillbilly ways, yeah. so I ride that with pride. Oh, you old redneck piece of shit. <laughs> okay, that's supposed to hurt my feelings. I do what I can to provide for my family, and I'm a white dude. Cool story. Yeah. That's not cutting. I mean, down. it almost sounds to me like redneck would be like a blue collar today. It is. It is a blue collar working class. Yeah. You know, and you look at the term redneck, the individual, they're 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 struggling. They go check to check. They ain't got a whole lot. You know, they might have some big old tires on the truck, but you know that that's that's they deserve that. Yeah, that's yeah. what they want because they work their fucking hands to the bone, dude, yeah. to provide for theirs. Yeah. You know. I think uh, when it comes to the state that uh, society is in today, mm -hmm. we need to be more compassionate and more understanding about things like that. You know, why are we called? Why why do they call them rednecks? I'm good. Um, why do they call them rednecks? And, and why are people's perceptions of other people and their ways of life, what, what creates those perceptions? Yeah. How can we understand it and yeah. be compassionate towards it? Absolutely. Um, I mean, and you look at, I get really upset when, when people talk about people in uh, poverty-stricken areas yeah. and ghettos, um, and there's a lot of uh, black families, Mexican families, yeah. there's white families yeah. too, um, and uh, I get really upset when uh, people talk down on those kind of people, and they're like, well, they just need to get out and go to work. Well, if, man, if you had there's never seven been... Like we were saying, there's the majority of the earth is covered in water. We have very little land. There are 7.5 billion, give or take, 
human on these little plots of land. Yeah, there's a lot of land to occupy when you really look at it. Why do you think you sit in traffic for hours on end? It's not because, probably not a wreck. Because yeah. there are so many fucking people trying to go the same way at the same time. We're, we're overpopulating this planet. You know, and, and it's tough to, like you were saying, just get up and get a job. Bitch, like, I could, but it's a little it's a little heavier than and that. There's, yeah, and if you had never been in that hole, if, yeah. if, if you had never experienced that hole, that place, that struggle, um, everybody around you has this sense of hopelessness yeah. and, uh, and struggle, yeah. you have no idea what that can do to you mentally. Yeah. When you grow up in that environment yeah. and everybody has lost hope around you, you're going to grow up hopeless as well. It's tough. And, um... And even to try to think back and understand why are how did ghettos come to be a thing in America? It's because white people, you know, built these places, and then they wanted nicer things. They yeah. moved out into nicer places yeah. and built nicer places. And those yeah. hand-me-downs, those things that got left behind, were given to the slaves yeah. once they were freed. Because they got them, and what, the South 40? They gave them, once they were freed, Lincoln loosed them up, and they got, like, 40 acres in the South Side somewhere, yeah. you know? And even they weren't and they completely were, free because yeah. you got a bunch of fucking piece of shit racists. Who are still racist, and lynch, lynch they're up. not going to give you the opportunities yeah. that you need to to become successful. And that, that, uh, that stigma, you know, mm-hmm. that lasted for a very long time. So, that they, I don't think it's going anywhere. I think it's something so set in stone that it's just unfortunately like there's going to be a large majority that's against it and a large that's for it pros and cons and I think that's just something like the the money system I really don't think as a human species we're going to flow back into bartering I don't think as a human species we're going to flow back out of of racism I think it's just too too of a stronghold and it's like the big wigs up here just got us in a chokehold and it's just constantly vicing down no matter how we try to pump it back and there's so many look at France right now yeah. France is popping. They're riding. They're saying, yeah. "Fuck this shit. We're done." Yeah. And I think as America, we'd lose our fucking minds if that would happen. Well, I'd almost we... had the idea that uh, with the government shut shutdown that was yeah. going on, which is completely fucking ridiculous. How does that 100% happen? Hundred percent bullshit. How does but that even happen? Right? If I was thinking, you know, if middle Americans, blue collar workers, mm-hmm. aren't getting their fucking tax returns, there's a lot of crazy motherfuckers out here. It's like, okay, you want to shut down the government, why don't we shut down the economy? Yeah. It's like, well, you're you not going to pay it. us, you're not going to fucking pay us, we're not going to get our money that we fucking deserve, mm-hmm. that we've had this agreement, and you're not going to fucking hold up your end of the bargain. I feel like we're going to fuck, there should be riots in the streets. Yes, we should absolutely. burn this motherfucker absolutely, down. Absolutely. And, people... and it, at the end of the day, I feel like if we burn this motherfucker down and start over, that's probably going to be our best yeah, option. Yeah, because people, I see a lot of backlash Cause I just kind of step back a lot and look and watch things happen. I can't do a whole lot. Yeah. I can't do I a whole you. lot. I don't vote yeah. because I think it's entrapment. Who's going to win? Who's yeah. going to win? Exactly. And it's just a waste of time. Let me just hang back and see how this shit plays out. So it's like, been my mentality for a long time too. Yeah, man. Cause I mean, just fucking taxes in general. Why the hell do we, you learn about it in school? The Boston tea party. Fuck this. We're not paying taxes. Freedom of people, freedom of religion. We're going across this ocean. We're going to go touch down born in bad blood but essentially we came over here tax-free religion-free it was a melting pot and i think as america it being a melting pot's very trippy when you think about it because every single aspect of the world has heritage and tradition thousands of years dated back america doesn't have that 
yeah. we're killing off, essentially bleeding out, you know, people that we throw off in the reservations that were here holding it down, we're bleeding their, their bloodline out, and it's just, it's crazy, because there's, it's such a stronghold, it's never going to flow back out of that, and it's depressing, because... And, um, I mean, you can say that, I don't know, but, mm-hmm. um, I think the only way we're going to find peace, you know, between races, between our differences, here in America at least, is if shit hits the fan. If there's something great, something devastating that pulls us all together. Yeah. Um, And who knows what that fucking situation's gonna be. You've got fucking Yellowstone's a super volcano. Yeah. What if that motherfucker erupts? Dude, we're done. We're done. Dusted. And the, but, I mean, there's gonna be few people who, what if your only chance of survival is this guy that you meet who, you're a white man, he's a black man. Yeah. And um, the only chance of survival you have is if you two stick together and yeah. work together to find a way. Like, it's going to take, it might take something like that to dissolve our differences and understand that we're into, and we're in this shit together. Yes, dude, absolutely. Like, we're all human. And the fact is, like, like I think to an extent, greed is okay. It goes with pride because you're trying to get better. You're yeah. trying to grow forward. There's nothing wrong with But you don't get to, trippy. Yeah. But yeah, but at the same time, I think that's good, but our greed loss will lend us back into racism. And, and I don't understand where that happened. Like you're saying, like, when did things happen? When did that become problematic? Because, I mean, as far as I'm concerned, and I'm just going off my own research, each individual's skin tone is based off the environment that their heritage came from their ancestors came from okay so if you say that spent hundreds of thousands of years in a place that shout out to evolution because i got okay so obviously black folk came from africa we you know a bunch of piece of shit white folk drug them over here and wooty wuladi died is what it is so step back from that there that's their land you see africa you've been to africa it's hot it's dry there's not, not a lot shade. of shade. Guess mm-hmm. what? If, if my white ass took my shirt off in a Texas summer and I had my homeboy, this black cat I know, stand off, guess what? I'm going to be sweating bullets. I'm going to be turning red. Evolution designed their skin tone to take on the heat better. The evolution disguised um, their nostrils at times to be wider to breathe in the dry air. You know, essentially white folks came from Europe. Europe is very mountain ranged and very cold. Our ass has stayed inside. Yeah. It's fucking cold. We didn't get the vitamins. We did we have needed. a lot of shade. We did have caves. Yeah, we did exactly. have uh, we, we had didn't trees. Get as we much. Had, yeah, we're so. locked down. And, and then of course with the a lot of the you know, Europe gets a lot of rain, a lot of cloud coverage. Yeah. So there's another reason why our we're skin indoors. stayed light. We didn't what vitamin do we get from the sun that D. we didn't get? Yeah, yeah, that's that's what I'm saying. So it's very simplistic, you know, it's very simplistic the reasons thereof. Yeah. But here we are in 2019, letting that shit divide other, us, shitting on each other. It, it makes no fucking sense at all. And I, and I think, I think it's a beautiful thing about podcasts and how much um, people are really starting to have real conversations again. And I hope that the trend just gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Mm-hmm. Podcast podcasting is picking up, but yeah, I, sure. I really hope that it 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 gets bigger and bigger and bigger. Yeah for people to really start having conversations again. That means something, man. Because yeah. I think, like, we get... Einstein predicted it. 
that you know human interaction would be overtaken by human technology essentially you know paraphrasing and you know we all just like lock off and stare in these devices yeah. and, and you see no it all the time when you go to a restaurant to eat yes. you look at families and they're all kind of just staring down at their phones yes. and it's like what the fuck is this why can't we sit down for dinner and yeah. all have a conversation how many families do you i think of, there would be a very negative outcome if we had an entire american poll and said as a raise of hands or as a vote how many of y'all sit down at a table and, and kick it and just eat your dinner and be like, hey, it's like a movie, you know? Like, Talk how was your day, values, Johnny? You know, or just like, Or really just... I would love to have conversations. I would love for families to sit down and have real honest conversations. Yeah. And, and and to drop any kind of uh, fear. Just be honest with yeah. your family. And, and it's scary. Yeah. It's scary to open up certain... Be vulnerable, doors. and especially to your parents. Yeah. And, but... But as parents, we need to stop being so emotional Yeah. when it comes to uh, anything in this world, anything that's going to trigger you to, to for your emotions to fire up. we got to be able to stop, breathe, and, and yes. how are we going to do this logically? Yeah. Can I look at it logically? <laughs> Can I sit here and understand where you're coming yeah. from and have compassion for your confusion? Or, or your wonder, like, why? That's what I tell my daughter, man. It, it's completely normal to get mad, yeah, sad, yeah. happy. These yeah. are emotions. You cannot control it. You cannot control your emotions. Can you entertain that thought? Yes. Can you have that PMA, that positive mental attitude? Yes. And so that's what I'm trying to teach my daughter now at such a tender age these things happening for her to be so young guess what like we were saying she just kind of got thrown into this universe she wakes up and she's like oh shit what's all this about yeah. you know as a parent your job is to protect love and teach your child that's it it sounds simplistic it's fucking hard i've yeah. never loved something and hated so so much in my life yeah but i take pride in it so to protect love and teach your child you know to teach them that these things happen but teach them how to deal with it properly you know, I remember as a kid, I was probably my daughter's age. Never really had anybody teach me how to yeah. handle anything, yeah. like my emotions. I mean, I grew up with a single drug-addicted mother, and um, I never had anybody, and I'm still struggling with it today. Absolutely, things don't go away. I turned 30 in two months, yeah. and so I uh, still struggle with it today, like how to love. I grew up in a household where the word hate was used more than the word it's love. so strong. And, so um, strong words. And so I'm still learning how to deal with it today or learning how to deal with emotions. I went through, you know, as a teenager, of course, I went through all my anger issues. Oh, uh, dude, I was raging. That's why I connected so much with punk rock, Yeah, dude. same here. Fuck the world, yeah. burn it down. Yeah, I mean, I was, I definitely was in that that crowd in that scene as well yeah. uh fucking casualties yeah fuck operation yeah. ivy leftover crack yeah, left no over cash crack, i got yeah. a no cash shirt on right now dude, yeah you know? so i i grew up those were kind of my uh my idols and my teachers and yeah. even like uh tupac and nas absolutely. they were kind of father figures absolutely through the headphones and like even like you said you know how strongly you felt connected to mac miller for like, sure we share the same birthday dude we do no, me and Matt. Oh, I was like, me and you. No, my bad, yeah. <laughs> like, no, yeah, me, like, it's a trip because if you're you're into, like, astrology, because we were talking earlier, like, we're essentially made of stardust. Yeah. We're made of the stars. Yeah. So if you want to look at astrology as birthdays and Capricorn and all these other signs, well, an individual, I share the birthday with Mac Miller, Janis Joplin, Edgar Allan Poe, 
Dude, it's pretty good company. Those, that is good. And company. the thing is, January nineteenth, our our day of birth on this planet, is the cusp. It's the it's transitioning from a Capricorn to an Aquarius. So I think individuals that are born on a cusp of transition, they share both of those men, mentalities. It, it shows. It's very fifty fifty. My mom's is just old school hippie. You know, she's just loving and caring and always helping out. Yeah, Come here, when honey. I just met her, she yes. just threw up a peace sign. Yeah, I love you. Know, you. She's yeah. probably wearing tie-dye right yeah. now, you know? So I had that very strong, you know, love and, and, and respect the earth. You know, go hug a tree, respect everything around me. And, you know, the other side, you know, my pop's just old-school biker, you know, quote-unquote redneck mentality. You know, he's from Kentucky. He likes Harley-Davidson. Find a way. And so, essentially, that was a little more tougher. So, I got that off of him was, you know, be tough. Fuck the world, you know. Get out there and get it. If you don't like it, stomp him out. Yeah. So, being on the cusp, it's literally 50-50. Half of me's, you know, love the world, respect it. In other words, fuck it and burn it down. So, it's a very confusing state to constantly be in. But it's also balance. Because you have the duality of nature, you have order and chaos. You have uh, you have beauty, you have ugly, you have um, good, you have bad. You know the duality. I believe all of that is kind of just an illusion, but it is. uh, It's a very real illusion. It's it's something that is very apparent in our everyday lives. Yeah. And uh, and I mean, you've got to find the love. You got to find the beauty and the balance between. The illusion of duality. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, this is our experience. Yes. And, um, yes, we are the universe experience in itself, essentially, I believe. And I think hallucinogenics play a big part in that. I don't really fuck with them nowadays because I know people that are just my moms, man. Back in the day, you know, they used to party do their thing. In the 70s, dude, you, you had a buddy named Sid. And yeah. Sid take you on a long 12-hour ride, you yeah. know what I mean? Buddy would kick it with him. He didn't do shit. He would smoke pot, no cigarettes. He had his, his Coca-Cola, and he was just a funny dude chilling. Someone thought it would be fucking funny to dose his, co- his Coca-Cola drink, and he's fried for the rest of his life, you yeah. know? And I think that's very important to, to walk that line. Well, you know, I have taken a lot of loose drinks, but being a father nowadays, I won't tread those waters. There's a, there's a lot with psychedelics that uh, we need to start understanding, and... Um, you what know, you there think? there was a lot of uh, there was a lot of uh, what do you call it? propaganda when it yeah, comes to you know sure. the the danger behind psychedelics because they and there don't want can your be eyes opening, and man. there can be yeah. it just depends like uh, somebody who deals with uh, psychosis yes. or schizophrenic no they should not be no. taking psychedelics you don't have and that might have been you know buddy who was laced in his Coca Cola mm-hmm. that might have been he might have had some kind of mental instability that was not suited for that experience and it fucked him for the rest of his life yeah um that's so there is thankfully there is a lot of research going into yeah yeah there's a lot of like ayahuasca there it's illegal in america but i think it's brazil mainly brazil from a root yeah and they have these essentially getaways where they take terminally ill cancer patients or they take somebody that may have schizophrenia or they take somebody that's manic depressive and suicidal and they take them to these retreats with these shamans essentially and they give them doses of ayahuasca and they have them do these breathing meditations and etc 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 and throughout whatever long their stay is well, guess what? Now Betty is really okay that yeah. she one day soon she will pass from her terminal ill cancer. Yeah. 
all of a sudden Johnny's really okay with living life and not wanting to destroy himself because he struggles every day. Yeah. It, it opens things and it's deception. I think the government's doing studies with MDMA, mm-hmm. the, the active ingredient in For ecstasy, PTSD and what else? PTSD, you know. I think healthy doses of certain aspects of these chemicals Especially in clinical like settings that. or shamanic yeah. settings. And yeah. really that's what a shaman is. It's comfortable. Is. It's comfortable and it's knowledge based. Yeah, and sh- a shaman, that's essentially what they are. Yes. They are, you know, we look go back to ancient cultures or indigenous tribes. Yes. Um, the shaman was the medicine man. Yeah. They were the therapist. They were the ones who could go into... They could go to the other side and yeah. come back with the knowledge and yeah. understanding of because things. Because why? Because they were connected to nature, the yeah. things that are important as a human. You and, know? and then for those people who struggle with anxiety or depression or yeah. PTSD or schizophrenia, any kind of psychosis, um, if they are going to experience that powerful psychedelic experience, you know, mm-hmm outer body ego death all of those it's a things trip. And you like need say, you need a shaman or even a clinical psychologist yes. could could act as a shaman yes. in a clinical setting someone there to guide you yes. help you understand why you're feeling yes. these things and yeah. the and the things that are presented to you in that profound moment yeah. of a psychedelic experience they can be very hard to handle and so a shaman or a clinical psychologist can be there to help you go through those motions and understand them. Yeah. And you can come out a completely different person. Absolutely, absolutely. I mean, you just look at as uh, as in uh, DMT. You can take it and, and you know, I don't, I don't have any smoking experience with it because honestly it scares the shit out of me because the fact of the matter is it's a natural chemical that's, that's induced with our in brain. Yeah. You, when you sleep, well, guess what, man? You go on a trip every single night. Yeah. You're literally hallucinating vividly on the flat of your back. Your dream states. Yeah. You know, you know your REMs. Your, your, and that's I where think a lot of my important. artwork comes from. Yeah. It's from the dream state because I, I do recognize Alex that. Gray. Alex I believe Gray. the artist, mind-boggling, and mind-boggling art. And I've, you know, I've had my hallucinogens come from mushrooms and LSD. That's the only ones I've really fucked with because, like I said, DMT scares me because. One, I don't know how they extract it into what it is, because as far as I'm concerned, it's it's a chemical naturally induced with our brain. I mean, DMT is really. And I heard that was the most blast off. It's it is. 15 minutes, but yeah. you know, you take shrooms or something, you're frying 12 hours. Yeah. But it's a little more if you don't. You're you know, kind of just easing it. into it and I, feeling I the love I, of everything I don't around you. I know if I want to blast off. Um, it, it is it is frightening. It takes a lot of courage. Yeah. Um, yeah. but uh, DMT is actually almost in every single natural thing mm-hmm. on this planet you like can plants, find you can trees, find DMT in yeah. plants trees uh, animals and we uh, our bodies produce it yeah I, and I you know as far as I know every animal produces it in their body as well um, one, one way to extract I if animals it, dream and they go off of that like a human can step back and have a dream state and learn from it and yeah. you know learn a lesson from it and go about that I don't know I don't know as much as I don't know as much as if they can consciously learn from their dreams but I mean we see my dog will be asleep at night and start kicking and like you know that they're having a dream yeah but um, I don't know if they can consciously really learn from that's it. That's a trip, and, and that's of, the humble thing. I don't know. Yeah. We don't know. And yeah. that's a trip. You know? I mean, it would be a, a beautiful thing to... I mean, I can't say they do or not, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, it's definitely fascinating, and it's 
all of life is fascinating. It is, and man. It's, and, it's, and it's fun to contemplate. It's fun to sit and contemplate on, on those things. So I try not. I mean, I, I'm a human in 2019. I get caught up in day-to-day life. Yeah. I, I have Absolutely. to work to provide. I have to do this. I have to do that. You know, but at the end of the day, I, I'm, I'm very much still in tune to the best of my capabilities with the things and the surroundings of what's around mm-hmm. You know, we're all products of our environment, and I think that's important to keep mind to. Absolutely. So um, we've gone a little bit over an hour. Right on. like to keep these things around an hour. Hey, People have short attention too. spans. They yeah. got shit to do yeah, in the day as well. Yeah, we all got well. shit to do, bro. So, um, L-I-V-I-N, man. You know, maybe, maybe in the future I'll get down to doing longer podcasts, having yeah. longer conversations, maybe if this thing picks up more. But um, it was great, man. And uh, I actually look forward to having more conversations with you like that yeah, i think uh this has probably been one of the best conversations that i've had and, that. and uh that. and recorded and i hope people can get a lot i think people will get a lot out of you know the way you see things mm-hmm. and i think uh it's kind of why i'm doing this man is yeah. people got great stories yeah. people have learned a lot and experienced things and i and i kind of just picked that up from you mm-hmm. just from the little bit that we have talked to each other i was yeah. like this guy's got a, a good story to tell yeah. and he's learned a lot from it and that's, that's one of the important. most important as things. long as you learn man like you know it, it's okay to fail as long as you learn to pick yourself up and yeah. learn why you fail yeah. you know if i get up and i go to walk inside the door and i trip on something laying right there you know i'm a fucking time. moron if i come back in on tripping again yeah. you know keep in mind of your environment um, pay attention to your environment it's very important and I'm not just talking about don't trip on something I'm talking about keep mind of people people that surround you give off energies and whether it's positive or negative you know you need to learn from that I've learned off a of negative energy yeah. and I've learned off a of positive energy and as long as you keep mind to keep growing to the best of your capability and just just live life man just enjoy it because as far as I'm concerned we don't I don't know what happens so right now, I'm going to do the best I can just to be happy and get by in life and raise my child and just touch others' hearts and their minds as well, like I, you know, like we're doing now, man. I really hope, you know, this just simple conversation between two individuals, someone can pick something up and they can Absolutely. grow from it, you know? Absolutely, man. So I think that's a, a good, beautiful note to yeah. end it on. Hey, man, good times. Yeah. I appreciate you. You have safe travels. Everyone listening, y'all have safe travels as well. And just have perseverance and love, man. Appreciate you guys. We'll uh, catch you next time. Adios.